Hello and you're welcome to the RF podcast. This is episode three, a bonus episode again for the All-Ireland Senior Final. I'm joined as usual with uh, Enda McGerty and, and Ronan Kenny. Uh, lads, how are we? Evening, Riff. All-Ireland Final Week. How are things? Bad. Enda, what's the story? How's the positivity levels this week? Surely you must be in a decent mood. I am <laughs> great formed this early in the week. Wait till Sunday. Good man, good man. I'm sure now, uh, uh, if you can't enjoy the week to an All-Ireland final, then there's something wrong with you. Ronan, bit of fundraising, a uh, big launch the weekend. I'd say you were flat out the weekend on the social media channels. I see Yeah, that. I yeah, yeah. I had everybody's timeline blocked up there for, for two or three days. No harm for a great cause and for a great man. So, uh, yeah, we're flat out, you know. Yeah, how's the fundraising going? Yeah, it's going great. It's going great. Just for those who don't probably know, it's for the Colin Horton pitch here in town that we're doing for Charlestown, so... Yeah, we uh, we had the plan with the last few weeks where our column passed really, and it's a fit tribute to him, or will be when it's when it's finished. And we have some, we've got some great coverage nationwide, further afield even. Um, fundraising is never an easy task to undertake, especially I think people are somewhat intimidated maybe by the size of what we've undertaken. They might think that their little tenner or twenty doesn't go far, but it does. Every little euro contributes, and all we want to do is put column in pride place in the in the trouble. I think that's, I think we're, it's a fitting tribute, so. Yeah, yeah. donations are still open and yeah, yeah, every, yeah. every penny helps. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's a, a shout, especially for me as well on the podcast. I uh, was lucky enough to know Cullum, had a few had a few days with him on the beer now with yourself, Ronan, uh, an absolute uh, gentleman. Yeah. So it's a fitting thing and held in high regard in Charlestown and all over Mayo as well in, in, his, work, in his line of work, so um and I'll say it on the pod for everyone that um, if you could donate, it'll be uh, every penny helps and it'll be massively appreciated. Um, so this evening's episode is episode three in the bonus podcast series. Tonight we have a former Mayo and Gary, former Gary Moore footballer, current footballer with St. Vincent's, Enda Verley. Enda, into two now. This is that. Uh, what's the what's the story? Welcome to the top top floor, RF Towers. Thanks, RF. Thanks for having me. What's the feeling up in Dublin now? Uh, I would say fairly confident. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, misplaced confidence. I'd say misplaced, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Look, it's 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 uh, it's getting a bit much now at this stage in terms of their the locals nearly are saying that. You know, they, they, they want a game at this stage, which is very kind of frustrating to, to hear. But um, look, they're, they're, they're very, very confident, you know. With the, rightly with so. the, yeah, rightly so. The previous games, you know, they, they've, been, they've been shown well in fairness and you can't dispute that. Yeah. It's, uh, you've been up there now. How long have you been up there now, Enda? I came up uh, January of 2011. Um, so I'm 10 years in January now but um, couldn't get a job in my own ref so I had to come somewhere so, oh yeah of course the, you, you're throwing out the old job yeah, the excuse yeah, goes to Big yeah. Smoke well yeah this is it um, so came up wasn't the big failure from Vincent's the big 20 grand offer that, the year that came later uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> believe me it uh, cost, cost me more money in subs than it did anything else Two, two, what was it? Two thirty subs every year. Oh, yeah, that's nice, Jesus. isn't it? Yeah. Um, What's Gary Moore now in that? Eighty. Is it eighty? <laughs> they should be up in their game. Honestly, Mayo Club should be up in their subs. Yeah. So you're saying it's two thirty a year for a player, a senior player. player yeah, senior player. 
And how um, many members in Vincent then? There must be a good few. Um, geez, compared to Croaks and uh, Borden, they, they'd be they'd be dwarfed. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, it's, it's someone had a tweet up or someone had a thing during the week that they nearly pull in a million quid from. Yeah, it was, yeah, with viral there, but yeah, there. Yeah, Croaks, yeah. Compared to Mayo, and I know I know other other counties as well. You have to pay into your own games to pay for refs and everything else. What actually uh, made you pick Vincent's? Jesus. Um, <laughs> what happened? Vincent no, picked him. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I would be good friends with Moff. Uh, Lee Moff, obviously, the current chairman. Um, he was training with us. Uh, he was training us, should I say. He was, 2012, he was training us. And then he was kind of, he was physioed in with us, uh, with Mayo for 13 or 14. And obviously, Ender probably knows my history down through the years with injuries. So I was on the bed a good bit. But um, I, um, Basically, he was he trained Vincent's for for a couple of years, and um, yeah, it was he says very very professional. And at that stage, I probably I didn't want to go into a club that was just kind of kind of half arsed going at it. I just wanted to yeah. you know I wanted to challenge myself basically to be quite honest with you. What year? What year did you join them? Um, it was it was sixteen. 16. So they had the two titles in 13 and 14. That probably helped as well, that they were probably one of the better clubs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, granted. Uh, in saying that too, a bit like Mayo, there's always, there's always six or seven clubs in Dublin that realistically can, can win, the, win the county any year. Um, you know, with the, the numbers up to the sheer volume, lads, of players, you know, it's, it's, that's the kind of difference. You're not, you know, these, the Dublin clubs don't coax lads to training. If you don't show up, well, that's fine. You know, they have two or three teams below the senior team and off you go if you want to give the commitment. Yeah, I remember an interesting point about Pat Kilroy making about how there's only 39,000 or so actual playing members in Dublin. But I suppose it's the quality of them. I suppose if you have a junior team in Dublin or a second team, there's a, the golf probably isn't as big to, to a smaller club. That you can call these lads up. That there's a good depth of panel there. That you said yourself, you'd miss them. Well, you would. Like there's always, we said, we say some Mayo clubs. A lot of Mayo clubs obviously would have their junior teams, but the like the likes of Crokes here, like Crokes, Borden, uh, Ballymun. Uh, like you're talking the top six or seven big clubs in Dublin. They'd always have, geez, they'd always have four or five on the inters intermediate yeah. teams that would be able to slot in. And, you know, they have youth, obviously, a fair couple of young lads coming up every year as well. And, you know, you'd be able to slot them in and out. Like, they're like the turnover, and what I'm saying is the turnover in Dublin is a lot higher. Um, yeah. if, if a player, we say we lost Jerry Brennan um, last year. And, like, you know, that's, that's a massive blow to any club. But it was like, all right, all right move on, let's go. Someone that's else it. is going yeah, to take yeah. yeah, that kind of attitude. Yeah, well, it's easier when you, I said, when you have the numbers, I suppose, as well. So, you you were up there, you've been up there since, for nearly 10 years, you said earlier on. And this has coincided with the, with the blue machine and the dominance, really, since it's really kicked in in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. What, Are you giving them the credit? Do, no. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know your feeling on, on, on what exactly... Like in the last 10 years, is the general public in Dublin, has it changed? Has the mind frame changed in terms of what they expect from the dubs? And do you think that, are people getting bored of it up there? Oh, 100% they're getting bored. 100%. Yeah. The dubs are very fickle. Um, 
And at this stage, it is getting boring. It's getting, let's be, it's getting boring for the rest of the country as well. Being honest, the GA have a huge problem because you're saying they're the 10-year... Since really 2013, you could say 2011, Dublin were lucky to win that Ireland. But they put in place, as we all know, 2003, Sean Kelly put that in place in terms of the Dublin project. Now, previous to that, Ender probably knows this more than me, did they win three Linsters in seven years? I'm not too sure. And they were always competing for an Ireland every decade. Now, I'm not too sure. Like, they've... Cr- and the, the t- you've all, everyone's seen the financial uh, records of the, the money that's been pumped in. It, it's And, like, Mayo would always struggle. We'll say with the underage teams in Dublin, they, they, be, they get the best of everything. And that, that's very impressionable for a young guy. As a young, young lad, 15, 16, if you're throwing gear at them, like, they're loving it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they'll, they'll keep on going along with that. But it's resources as well. I'm not just saying it's all about resources, but obviously they've got their, their shit together. And it's, it's a domino effect. And that's your volume of players that are coming through the Jack McCaffrey. Like, we'll put it like this. Can any other county in the country realistically do without Jack McCaffrey, Jim O'Connolly, like Bernard Brogan's well gone at this stage. Um, like if Donegal lost Michael Murphy, yeah. you know, that's, that's a huge vote. Like Paul Mannion is not even starting this year. And they have Paddy Small coming in, which is uh, very similar players. So a lot of the other counties, as I said, the sheer volume of numbers up here, and obviously they're getting the talent through. Yeah, and Johnny Gall were talked up as a as a, as a challenger this year, but when 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 we looked at Johnny Gall when uh, when they got called out, and and the same last year, the three or four serious footballers when you cancel them out, they just don't have the quality uh, to rely on other people, and that's where the whole you can you can have a bad day. You can, you know, three or four lads can have a bad day in Dublin and bang, they're coming in then straight away and they're making the difference every time. They, yeah, they've, they've, well, the bench was probably weakened probably in 18, 19, the, the, you know, the bench wasn't as strong maybe. But yeah. again, the likes of Paddy Andrews has kind of moved on, Kevin Mack has kind of moved on, and now at this stage they brought in, like, you, you see the lads are going to come on the next day, like, Mannion is going to be one of them. So they've, as you said, like, it's a 20 man squad now. You're, if you can replace a guy uh, Paddy Small with 50 minutes to go with Paul Mannion with another 20 minutes and Chrissy is you know yeah. uh, Chrissy's on him or whoever's on him you know that's, that's another 20 minutes of you know hardship hardship yeah yeah I've seen an article today that they were going up on the train on the Saturday morning uh, the three carriages for themselves and their own uh, direct, li- direct line which will probably help them that they can sleep in their own beds. And so it's different to normal years and playing All-Ireland Finals. Your experiences of them, what were they like in the weeks building up and so on? Like, what was the, what was the mind frame going in, with the, even with the training load and so on? I said, two weeks going up to an All-Ireland Final. How did you, how did you prepare for them compared to other, other big games? Um, believe it or not, it's, it's last two weeks. Uh, rest and recovery as in you're, you've done your dogging earlier on the season it's, it's a lot to do with skill um, getting your touch right a lot of skill based training sessions after that we say 2012 uh, personally myself I was struggling with a groin injury I pulled my groin against Dublin in that semi-final and I was basically um, trying to get back for the final then uh, as you can imagine I was up to high dough but um, yeah. like you're talking choose you're talking probably Wednesday uh, Sunday um, off uh, the, the training after the semi-final and then you go into three sessions and two sessions the, the week the week after after that like so it's like they wouldn't be dogging yet it's all about get, look at it's tactical as well you'd be getting your 
your you know your your matchups right you'd be having meetings um about you know obviously video analysis now um yeah. you know getting getting that sort of stuff together would you be doing much video video analysis with Finney's? we would to be honest we yeah. would yeah uh, we would yeah um I, yeah, i'd say it's a fairly high level up there now the preparation stakes and so on like it is to be like yeah when i came when i came into 16 vince's were probably um the peak of that team was probably 14 and when i i you know the age profile was quite good um but tommy conroy was manager at the time and he was i i found him very very good to be quite honest with you uh he was a good thick man and i think you kind of need that from time to time um he, he put he put manners on on the squad which we probably needed from time to time but himself and uh lean uh, sean brady he was training us good coach just very, very uh, standards are you know, standards are very high. Accountability, lads calling each other out. If you're missing training, you don't ring the manager. You you basically text into the group saying, you know, well, basically the other lads be saying, what the fuck, yeah, basically. Yeah, um, it was driven so, to complaints. Anyway, in, yeah, in terms of off the field, into how well are you looked after? In terms of, we'll say, you're are you giving nutritional plans? Are you given? How do I say it? I know you're not giving. Um, no, well, in fairness, that side, Brent Megan. Uh, is obviously yes, yeah, 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 and he's he's a nutritionist by trade, so he was brilliant to be quite honest with you. Yeah, he 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 put he you know he had uh, you know PowerPoint presentations uh, with him, and you know I suppose the one thing we we had which other clubs may not have is an SNC coach, as in he'd come in maybe he'd you know he'd give you the program, he'd come in every every couple of weeks maybe yeah yeah sorry he'd come in every week it depends on the, the period of the, the year but he'd come in every week and um you do a morning session and you know at uh, in 16 we were doing two a days to be quite honest like we were doing a gym yeah, session like, you know, morning, like, down this part of the country like two day sessions like you're talking about club environment and doing a gym session you yeah. know it's just it just doesn't happen it still no. doesn't happen realistically why there's SSC coaches you know but only two day session you'll be doing ender now. It's not fucking a gym and a pitch either. <laughs> Which, Which ender? <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shite, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that was a few right, ender in the very sorry, I forgot well. about that. Me as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't blacken you with that brush now. <laughs> Thoughts on the game, Ender. Um yourself like look at we, we like we're not going to address it up but like do you see any way Mayo, or where could you see they're a little bit be, be getting a bit of change off the jobs or um i was thinking about this today you're they're very similar in terms of their approach to the game they, they want to obviously every team wants to press the kick out every team well mayo and double want to press high as well with the kick out for instance kick out is so important pressing cluxing because if if you're winning that ball you're at a high position and you have a, the score to score ratio then goes up for your team. So basically you're obviously higher up the pitch and you can, you know, you're bearing more down chances. they're going. Yeah, more chance, exactly. So, and then the high press as well, you want to try and smother them and the high press comes with the kick out. If they win the, if, if Dublin win the kick out, Mayo will press high. But my biggest fear would be if Dublin break that rear guard, you're talking, you know, they're very, very good. I'll give you one example. We played actually, we played Dublin in 2017. Um, it was in Johnson House um, before we played the Vincent's played Shock Neal. So we just had a challenge game against Dublin. It was their first session back. And I was just remembering we were pressing the kick out, and I thought I went into Philly McMahon actually, 
Cluxon went top of the D and I thought I could get it. So basically he just got it off in time. Philly put it over my head to my man and they went up the, they went the whole way up the pitch literally pig in the middle or they got the kind of two overlap. One. Overlap, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah all the way up and I mean this from the full back line now lads and they went all the way up the pitch and got a score out of it and I'm just fucking thinking to myself Jesus Christ almighty I, it, it's just they're them fine margins they, they sniff yeah. it out like they're very very good um, it's the confidence it's the confidence I think to have as well that they they know if they can beat one fella, even if it's in, in, in the full back line, that if everyone does their job right and, and, and can, makes a man commit, that it does pop up. And that's where you get all them goals from. Yeah, but you're, you're on about the replica. That was the, I think it was the 2019 final with Kerry. The same thing where they just teased it forward and it just got into Jack McCaffrey's hands. He starts the move and he finished the move. You know, and they got that overlap. And the little hand Is that the kick the out to Howard? Where they yeah, the kick out to Howard. Yeah. yeah, just I, got it. And they're just I so dangerous. That. But that's that's raw pace there now. Jack McCaffrey oh, is, is yeah. absolute. Like he must have ran hundred. He, I think, did they clock that? He must have ran that in literally less than ten seconds. It was outrageous. I, I, I didn't actually know. I think I seen that somewhere. Right, it, the pay, but it, it it wasn't even. It was the way he's able to keep that pace going for that long. Yeah. It's the, like the speed there's of, no yeah. one else in the country. No, 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 and, no. Even Le- Leroy, yeah, Leroy in his pump. No, you're on about depth, like. He's the best player in the country, or he was at the time. They've replaced him, and the fellow that's come in is going to get an officer from Dylan McDade. That's the kind of depth you're talking about. The fellow that's come in to will say, take his number seven jersey, and he's probably shooing for an officer. So, yeah. you know, we lose Paddy Durkin, who's going to come in and get an officer? It's just, it's just frightening depth. But it's, they're, don't get me wrong, I still think he's a beat. I still think that they're beatable. Anyone is beatable, but yeah, undertaking. You've played under James, and uh, you played under some big managers too. You know, he played under Jono, James Horne, Brian Mullins, and of course Owen Sweeney. I think it was there. It's in, only in the McGarrity as well. In the McGarrity. Well. <laughs> I only thought I was the manager. <laughs> um, the, actually, Owen Sweeney is the only undefeated manager for Mayo. He tripped to New York, had you, at that time when you won the FPD? Yeah, two or three of them. It was a great, great little competition, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> it was definitely worth winning. Oh, absolutely it was. We won that, I'd say, three years on the bounce, maybe. Definitely two, anyway. Great little trip away. And what's that entail? Just an hour weekend, a week, a four or five day Aaron, away to New York? You're going, over, you're going over on Thursday night, and you're literally... Thursday to Monday morning, and sure, Rooney be over there now, and he'd be, you know, he'd be only loving the, the squad in the, <laughs> in the pub. And uh, you'd, have the, you'd have the game on the Sunday, like you'd be... You'd be on the beer Thursday night, Friday night, and you know you t- you take it easy on Saturday. You wouldn't you wouldn't drink Saturday just out of I suppose a small bit of respect. respect. Yeah, <laughs> and then Sunday you go on it again. But like, they, look at it's a it's a bit of a bit of crack. They're obviously promoting the game over in New York, and it's a bit of a you know it's a day out for for everyone over there as well. Yeah, do you think Horan has uh, changed in, since since his first stint in charge of Mayo? You're watching games on the sideline. Do you think his do you think he's learning, improving, and changing, or do you think he's the same guy and it's his way and that's it? Um, <laughs> a bit of both, maybe. I hope. I hope he's learned. I hope he's learned. Um, yeah, look, it's it's quite similar. It's quite similar. Uh, like, yeah, he's going to get his matchups right. It's obviously he wants to suffer. You, you saw that 2019, the league final against Kerry, the second half, they absolutely suffocated them. Kerry couldn't get out and you could actually see the, the Kerry boys' body language. They actually 
you know, what the fuck is going on here? We, we actually cannot break the, this male rear guard. They couldn't get out of their ha- full back line. So, like, I'm just, I just hope we'll say that next day, Dublin are very good at getting that plus one at the back, as in they're very good at nearly marking a man and a half. You know, they're always conscious. You know, each team obviously want to get that ball into their, their, their full forward line. Dublin are very good creating that, that space around the D. You know, their, their obviously shot ratio, shot to score ratio is very, very high. It's still up at 80%. I thought Mayo, obviously, the, the ratio of the last game against Tip was, was phenomenal. It was it didn't, first wide in 60 minutes, whatever it was. But then then at the back, like, you know, against Roscam and Galway, they looked very solid at the back. And then the last day, it looked like the Red Sea opening up. So I, I'm undecided. Is it like Crow Park's obviously a bigger pitch, more space to cover? Or like I'm hoping Stephen Cohn, you know, isn't going to be moved too much out of there. Um, yeah, uh, our, our, people... our press was far more aggressive though in Troll Park as well than it has been against Galway. That and that is leaving you that little bit more. But like it was really aggressive press, like you know, and a couple yeah, of media changes. try that. One thing that I keep thinking about during the week, and people are ta- telling me about the press is, would Cavan try to squeeze in Kilkenny that time under the Cusack stand on the Davin end, and he just looked around and kicked this absolutely atrocious kick pass over the entire uh, Cavan press and back into Dublin hand and they recycle it around to get a score. So they're used, I think they're used to playing or they're, they have the, they have in their locker to be able to get around this press and if they know that, that, that if Mayo are squeezing completely on one side of the field that there will be players open. That's my only worry that we're going in with this great idea but Dublin are able to counteract it. So, but it's you see the you see the next day, lads. If if the game gets ragged, if it's even against Cavan, the first ten minutes it was a counter attack football, and Dublin just literally they, they have they have signals within their squad. If the game's getting ragged, they slow it all down. They get their mid wide. They as you said there, they recycle the ball around, yeah. and they're very very good at that. Kilkenny ended up with a, a goal chance. I think it was stopped on the line the last day against Cavan, and it was it was they held the ball for ninety seconds. And someone someone else was saying that oh Cavan, you know, I think it was. Is it you and me? me what's the name? Um, you and Twitter. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like, follow it. You don't follow you, you and dear. No, well, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> he's always on my timeline, but jeez, um, yeah. he slates them. But, um, you know, it's they're very, very good. Like he was saying, sorry, I lost my train of thought. He, he was saying that Kevin, you know, looked amateurs compared to Dublin. But when you're keeping that ball, as we, as we know, when you're keeping that ball for such a long distance, a long time, you're not using your energy. Uh, the Cavan boys are chasing around the pitch after yeah. that ball. If you're holding that ball for 90 seconds, it's, it's energy sapping stuff. And Dublin are very good at that. They do that with the hand, they raise the hand too. It's almost like, right, we're not going pumping it in now. The attack is broke down. They raise exactly. the hand and go, right, we're, right, we're going to work it in again. It's a slow, it's a slow, um, it's a slow process. I suppose, yeah, I never thought well, about it. And the backs it, are thinking all the time too. They have to be tuned in for 90 seconds. It's an awful long time on a pitch to be tuned in. Uh, yeah, and there's what, no break, like no. You know, and, so yeah, it's um, Jesus, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough for Mayo. Water breaks is that going to help us or hinder us? Who, me? Is you talking? Yeah, to, who, yeah, uh, yeah, you're sorry, the you're sorry. the expert analysis yeah, today. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, I think they will help. Horn be able to get them in and re reassess what he's thinking. Um, you know, again, against and this is my worry. Like we say, Kevin did compete the last day against Dublin, but Dublin literally they won each quarter by two or three points. 
and mm. it ended up it ended up being a 15 it didn't seem like a hammering because you know but by the end of it you're looking at scoreboards jeez Calvin's Dublin's after beating them by 15 points there they looked mm. and they looked always in control in terms of the way we were saying there they recycle the ball if things are getting ragged they slow the tempo of the game and it's on their terms and that's that's a training ground move lads that's that's, that's been bred into them. That's been coached into them ever since the Tyrone game of 2017 where they absolutely blitzed them. You know, that's, yeah. that's a Gavin. And Desi has come in and he's, he's cute enough like because he hasn't changed. He's changed very little about it. Um, he's just come in and kind of resumed where Jim was, uh, to, to, you know, where resume Jim Gavin was and he's just taken, taken over from there. Yeah. Yeah, you played with a lot of older, a lot of the older players as well. The likes of Connolly, Quinn, Brennan, Fennell. Um, Enda made a point there before you came on the podcast. Uh, he thinks that the, the legs might be going on some of them. The likes of Philly, the Cooper, McCarthy. Do you think that they are slowing down a bit, or that they have enough? They have enough of younger lads to cover them. Well, if McCarthy's legs are in trouble, we're in awful trouble. I tell you that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ender's point now Ender do you want to actually bring anything on to that because uh, I mightn't be doing you justice with that um, sorry go ahead Ender go ahead <laughs> Jesus um, I, I think I think who would you say James Philly Philly's Philly. going to come in and, Philly's going to come in and Ado, we all know and the big thing uh, you know the kind of media Mayo media this year or this, this week should be doing is highlighting the fact that Philly Absolutely, fouls the shite into Edo every single every single time he's on him. Now Edo's six foot five. Philly is about five foot ten, lads. He might be fourteen stone, but there's absolutely no way he, uh, he should be competing with Edo in the air. He like you can see off the ball what he's trying to do, Justin with him pulling his jersey, doing whatever he can, and he's he's doing what he can to prevent Edo from 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 obviously winning that possession, but. Um, from a, you know, uh, I think is is David McGoldrick or Goldrick the next day is like he like he he has to be aware of that like I, I just uh, definitely in fifteen when they played them that time in the semi final like Philly was absolutely all over Edo and Edo is going to play a massive role come come Sunday because if like when Edo's in full forward for the Dubs the Dubs are very conscious of that. And the Dubs will always say, oh, Edo holds on to that ball too long. We'll get a second man in. We'll dispossess him. And, you know, away if the go. crowd is there, we'd, yeah, away we go. But, like, the next day, if Edo can win that position and get that ball off quickly, like, you have runners coming off the, his shoulder. And even, even if they don't pump it into Edo, this is the big thing, if, Edo, if they don't pump it into Edo, he's still creating that plus one at the back for Dublin. So that should be creating an extra man out the field for, for, us, for, yeah. for us to run the ball with the likes of Paddy Durkin, Owen McLaughlin, Oshin Mullen. Uh, you know, the, these guys that, that can create serious overlaps and serious damage to Dublin right down through the middle. Are you leaving them in there, Enda? Leave oh, yeah. Edo, <laughs> <laughs> are you leaving Edo in there? Um, I, I said, look, I've said this before. I... They'll have to mix it up. I, yeah, I, I think you're rude, I don't. I don't think it's black and white. I think it's a very case of, you know, I, certain periods of the game. Inter McGeerson, you disagree. You think he should be in there for the duration. If you're starting possession out in the middle of the field, though, you need a presence. You're going to have to bring him out, like it or lump it. And then at times you're going to be able to put him back in and be a presence inside. And the, the other point I wanted to make as well: if Philly is getting in trouble, uh, then if he's in, you'll always see Philly, right? And I've seen it experience of Dublin football if Philly's in trouble marking a man he'll just he, he puts you on the back foot he'll try and he'll try and run you he'll try and go up the field 
and he'll try and get you to follow him. Now, Effie's in, Effie's in trouble. Now, it's up to communication from the Mayo lads to not let Philly dictate that. And whoever is the wing forward, uh, either if it's Jim O'Connor or Conor Loftus or whoever it is, Edo has to be telling them boys, look it, I'm, we can't let Philly dictate that. This is not me being selfish here. Yeah. I can guarantee you, if you communicate, if the boys pick Philly up, uh, going past, past him, well, Philly's going to think twice not to leave Edo then. Do you know what I mean? If Edo yeah. keeps following, like Cooper in 15, I thought Kerry were absolutely atrocious on the line, how, they, how they'd let that happen. Like, Philly yeah, they expose him. They expose Calvin yeah. Cooper that day. Yeah, but why did they expose him? No, their management, Kerry management exposed them. Oh, yeah, that's what, that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So if all Philly had to do, and I never, like, I had similar, and it, again, it's experience like, I had a similar situation. I was in the championship debut against Bloody Sligo in 2010, and Charlie Harrison, Bloody, I'm not messing. He must have went up the field from cornerback, I'd say, about 15 times in the first half. And I'm thinking to myself, I had to follow him as a, as a, as a, as a wee lad, you know, championship debut. I couldn't let, you know, you have to yeah. mark your man, whatever else. But like it was that day I was kind of thinking, how in God's name can you not let a cornerback dictate to you whether or not you have to follow him or not? Yeah. Did he get an all star that year? He fucking did, yeah. He <laughs> did. He did. On that performance alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ender, would, would you bring in Seamus O'Shea, Colin Boyle? Uh, well, it's too late, Ender. Like, it's as in, I, I thought. The bench now. I, I know, yeah, I know what you. But like, like that with Zippy came on against Galway and looked, mm. he looked very rusty. Like it's all right saying, oh, these boys have massive experience. And they do, obviously. And they, they could bring a lot to, the, lot to the stage. But it's a lot to ask the likes of Shane O'Shea, who hasn't kicked the ball for Mayo all year, to bring, bring him in against you know, that competition, that level. Like you're, you're talking the level in terms of you won't get as much time on the ball, obviously, with Dublin. Your decision-making is coming into question. Your skill set, everything's coming into play now the next day. And everything's like... Why, why teams can't live with Dublin is because Dublin do things at a higher pace than everyone else and they hit you and they tackle you at a higher pace than everyone else so like and then you're getting turnovers and they absolutely they, they like the last day against Cavan once they turn over if they turn you over in the middle of the field they're literally bearing down on goals straight away and they're going to go for the juggler straight away. and they left about four or five goal chances against Cavan like their, their motto in Dublin is 2v1 it's a pan goal Pam goals, pan goals, pan goals, because it's guaranteed. And yeah. the other point I will say the next day is, if Dublin are bearing down on goal, whoever it is, against, like 2013, Dennis Bastic against us in the final was bearing down on goal. And he, again, Jura came to him, shouldn't have came to him, let Bastic take the shot on. He, he doesn't want that shot. Do you know what I mean? Jura came to him, pan drove the head, and it was a simple pan goal for a goal for Bernard Brogan in that final. Is there any change you'd like to see on the Mayo team? We all know the 15 that started the last few games. Is there any, any potential change you'd like to see in any line of the field? Well, you're, you're talk, probably personally, you're talking Conor Loftus started wing forward with Jeremy starting midfield. I presume Jeremy O'Connor is going to come in midfield, lads, with, um, uh, and probably go on to Finton. Majiwan will, will, will go on to McCarthy, maybe. Um, like, you're t- like, Dublin engine room, like, you have to say, like, Finton is playing outrageous stuff at the moment uh, and he's, he's probably been the difference especially in 16 and 17 when the clay games are very very close with Mayo um, you know to stop him like Jim will have the legs for him but like Finton at this present moment in time he's by far the best footballer in the country Someone made a good earth. a lot of people someone on the podcast made the point I don't know was it, was it you and the Mac or was it Ronan about Stephen Cohn being on Finton and a lot of people have messaged me since and said 
that's not a bad idea. Do you think it would be worth putting someone that has the legs that could, like, I don't think anyone in Mayo is going to be able to beat Fenton. So put someone like Cohn that can match him with legs, keep them up and down the field. It frees up one of our stronger players to go at the jobs. Yeah, Do you think that's a valid point? Yeah, you're taking you're taking your six out of your who's your six in like your that's a pivotal position especially against the dubs. Um, I play right the six in. Well then, <laughs> then you have to fill four. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you have, you have Zippy and you have uh, Zippy, what Zippy's Malina, not going to stand that. Who? Swanee O'Hara or Zippy for four. Uh, but Paddy uh, Small isn't the greatest corner forward in Ireland. Uh, no, but I've seen him score a one seven one eight in the Dublin Club Championship, and he, he looks pretty good if he gets some space. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the other. That's yeah, the but Sipi or Swan, he should manage him. Yeah, but but like Stephen Cole, could Stephen Cole compete with Finton in the air? I don't think he could, lads. Yeah, he breaks a lot of ball. He could, you know, I, I think Mayo have to win. They have to win at least forty percent of any possible chance of winning this game, and that's minimum amount. Like you know, we're talking about breaking even. Are we doing well? Breaks. Yeah, I wouldn't even be going in if I was putting something on Finch in the morning. I wouldn't even try, tell him to come. Be trying to just fucking smash, smash the fucker every time you <laughs> get the chance. Don't even let him. Don't even let him leave the ground. Just fair hug him all day. Smash yeah. him. And but you're going to have to be the cunt. You're going to have to do things if you want to beat Dublin. You're going to have to do things that ain't pretty. Like that's just yeah. part like of the. Like Stephen Cohen did it to your clubmate Jeremy Connolly. He did it. He came on as a sub and he destroyed. He, he, Fighting them for he was just dis- he's so disciplined and he's so fit and I know what you're saying about early and that he's going to fucking stick at it you know I just think it'll be worth. Right, it. Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Uh, what if we if we put Jaywood on on Fenton? You're taking away that scoring threat, is it? Yeah. You're just kind of okay. Yeah. You're okay. T- you need all the firepower you can get as well, and I know. I just don't think Jeremy's a midfielder. That's my other thing. I never did. I think he's a, a not an intercounty midfielder. I think he's a. Well, we're lacking. Like we haven't. Re- like Tom, how's Tom? Anyone club major? No, Tom P. Ronan. Ronan. Well, you see that if he's if he's coming on the field in an All Ireland semi final, he's yeah. You know, like he's there. But uh, yeah. I don't. I, 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 would, I don't think I'm. I'm his club mate, I'm his friend, but I don't think it's it. I don't think Tom. Ooh, should, I'm his friend either. No, but no, I don't think. I don't, <laughs> That's not what he said to me. Get a grab for that, Ref. I don't think he's going to start the All Ireland final. I don't think he thinks he's going to start the All Ireland final. Maybe he will. And we'll the kickouts. Do you go? Do, do we go short? Um, do we go short? Well, look. As we all know, Dublin are they don't race um, Clarkey's kickouts. They they think it's obviously one of his weaknesses. Um, they will. They'll put four in the full forward line, lads. You've seen it before. Four in the. They go eleven across the middle. They go four four, and they'll go uh, three again out midfield, and they'll. They'll try and make him go along, um, or they'll try and definitely they'll put the squeezers on him big time, um, and it's up to kind of it's up to it's and it's a both uh, sides of the coin here. It's not just up to Clarkey; it's up to the boys out the out the out the field to, to obviously get that two yards of space and and try and try and get that ball out as quickly as possible. But is it worth uh, is it worth uh, if they are squeezing, <coughs> squeezing the full back line with the four? Is it worth putting one of our cornerbacks one or full back line further up the field for the kick out and chance winning the break? If Clarkey's going yeah. long, you're committing someone like Mullen going forward. You know I what want, I mean? He, yeah. What? You just gamble? Play, gamble? Play, 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 you're going to have to gamble anyway. You're going to cheat, Ref. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I look at this. That's, this, this. that's something. Yeah, yeah. 
look, it's going to be something. It's going to take some sort of curveball. It's going to take something like that that will rattle them for at least ten minutes or up to a water break. It's something like that that you know. Well, that, that would that would involve serious communication there now. If you did do that, you're talking. If Ushin Mullen did go out the field and the dog, when the dogs didn't didn't follow him. Well, if, if that ball did break down, you're talking your wing back having to sprint back, back straight yeah. away into the full back line to cover him. Like that is, yeah. and that's a, that's a curveball. Because yeah, it's not absolutely. that far. It could be a 20, 30, like you could yeah. have the wing backs deep anyway, you know, but look at that's just, it's just, it's just thinking outside the park. But uh, yeah, it was good to get your um, thoughts on it there. Now, some interesting things we come up with ourselves there in that, in that conversation. Um, uh, anything, go on, final, final thoughts end on the game. Uh, result wise what are you thinking um, honestly heart and head then the whole lot usual well obviously heart you, you know where I'm going but uh, like head like, yeah, you probably have to I think obviously and I'm not just saying this like I think Horn is, is going in the right direction at least in fair like he's transitioned that team obviously had to be you know for the time waits for no man you know he's transitioned his, his eight new debutants this year and that's not easy to do, lads, at that level, in fairness. Like, he's, yeah. he's obviously driving. He's very good at driving a, a young squad, getting the standards up, getting the S&C right, getting nutrition right. And he's, like, you, you see now, we'll say, compared to last year, like, the James Kerr or Kieran Tracy, they're, they're starting the league final. They're involved in the league final victory last year. But, you know, we haven't seen them this year. And he's very good at building a squad like that and creating that competition. Uh, for those places and, and lads are hungry to get into it and then you know he always had a saying that um, as obviously uh, it says a lot this year if it was, a, if it was a, a close call between a young guy and an older guy the younger guy will always get the benefit of the doubt and that yeah. creates serious competition obviously even if you have an 8-10 year career with Mayo it doesn't matter shy what you did the last 10 years what can you do for me this year and it creates that competition then within that squad to, to build on that. Sorry, I'm getting off the point here, but the, um, the next day, I think Dublin are minus four in the bookies to, to win that game. You'd have to, you'd have to pick, obviously, logically, you'd, with the evidence the last five years and what you've seen this year is you'd have to assume that, uh, assuming that was a dangerous word, but you have to assume that uh, Dublin will, will probably win by five or six points. Yeah. Um, but I think, I just, I just think it's a year too early for Mayo. I, I, I really do think there's a talented squad coming up there. Um, but I, I just think it's a year too soon. In terms of coaching-wise, Dublin are streets ahead. Even, even I'm not mean streets ahead coaching-wise, but I mean by, as a young guy, you've got so much information to take in individually and then to put, bring it all together as a collective unit and yeah. bring it onto the biggest stage of, of the year and bring it into Crow Park and try and beat one of the best teams of all time. It's a lot to ask to, yeah. to try and do that. So, um, look at... Uh, and, but it's not... Look, I, I'd be, I would be surprised if obviously Mayo won, but you know, it's, it, is, it is obviously possible. It's a two-horse race. They have serious pace runners down through the middle. They have serious athletes, and Mayo have always had that in the last 10 years. So, um, it, it's not from the realms of possibility. Um, yeah. So, hopefully... Ah oh, yeah, yeah. Look at it. It was great to get your um, your two cents on on all things in Mayo. In fairness, now really appreciate it, Inda. Um, are, are you watching the match in Mayo or are you watching in Dublin, Inda? Um, am I watching the good question? I um, I'm in Dublin. I'm in Dublin this week. 
Um, I'll be home probably. Be home again Tuesday. No, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm in Mayo. I'm in Mayo this week. Uh, the, the wife and the wife and child had to go home this week, so I have to better go home and see my child now. <laughs> You've uh, even if you were in Dublin, if Mayo were to win, you'd be straight down the road. If you were, I'm oh, sure. I think Jamie and Egan might have paper for you to sign. I don't know what it's what, what it's about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's get rid of let's get, let's we'll see, transfer we'll paper. Come with yeah. the young the forms. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, brilliant uh, thanks very much and uh, uh, really appreciate it and no uh, look after yourself um, uh, and we'll have uh, we'll, we'll chat again no doubt again soon cheers thanks, cheers. Right. thanks, cheers. thanks, thanks thank you, you. Uh,